What's up, everybody? We are live. Tune in, tell a friend. The Playboy Comedy, Mr. Trey Love is in. I'm super excited today, y'all. It is January 5th. It's the first Friday of 2024. Oh, shit. Something is happening in the background. That's crazy. Something is happening in the background. Okay. Y'all hear that shit? Okay, this is crazy. But anyway, um, without any further ado, y'all, I'm going to go ahead. I, I need to mute this mic or something. Uh, look, I got a delay, y'all. This is crazy. I've been doing some stuff. I've been working my magic. So obviously I have some kind of delay, which I'm not going to worry about, man. Well, I'm going to keep it going because I'm super excited about this show. Um, I actually had the blessing and pleasure of spending time with a close friend, Miss Kathy Lewis, y'all. Kathy Lewis is a fellow comic. She has um, heart disease as well. I went to her house for for um, I went to her house for New Year's Eve, and man, we had a ball. I want to thank her for having me. Uh, we were showing off our scars, and we were thanking God for the opportunity to be alive. So I love her. Um, we are doing some things together. We actually are discussing putting a heart-to-heart -heart comedy tour together. And guess who we're going to contact? Kevin Hart. So we're going to get into that later. But without any further ado, y'all, let me tell you something. This next young lady coming to the platform is my co-host. I'm so proud of her. I'm super proud of her. I um, have had the honor of mentoring this young lady. And I'm watching her just grind. And I'm watching her just shine. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I have to bring to the platform my sister and yours too, Sister Lou, y'all. Welcome to the platform, baby. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Woo-woo. It's Friday. Woo. It's Friday. It's the first Friday of the year. Mm, baby, listen, you better tell it, okay? And I'm okay. feeling every bit of it. <laughs> oh. Week one is done, y'all. Week one mm. is done. We got that sucker out the way, y'all. Yeah. That dry January ain't no joke, you know. I, I, I love it. I tried. I, I made it all the way up till last night. I promise. I made it all the way up till last night. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, let me tell the family about some behind the scenes stuff. Let me tell y'all what happened, right? So, me and Sister Lou, we uh, we like to jump in and kind of be on the platform before we start going, right? I asked her how she was doing, right? I'm going to tell you, you know when a mug is hungover and, and feeling they self. I say, how you doing? She was like, wait a minute. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, too many questions. She's like, I'm hungover. Y'all know how women is. She was like, uh-uh, that, that's a bit much. How am mm. I doing? I'm going to need you to pull it back. Pause, rewind. <laughs> Give me a second to collect myself. I'm here on time, Mr. Lewis. I was like, okay. <laughs> but before, we, before you even... Before I even get into uh, uh, letting letting you even talk, I got to do a shout out to you because I am when I say super proud of you, sister. Let me show let me show everybody uh, what you've been doing. Check her out, y'all. Yay! Y'all yes. might not know what that is, but I will let her further explain. Let me tell y'all something. As a comedian, as an entertainer, what you want to do when you don't live in Los Angeles or California, you want to conquer your city first. That's the main thing you want to do. You want to conquer your city. And that way, when you come to L.A. or you go to New York, 
you're already established and you have shown that you have girth and pretty much like I was in Miami, I was a what you call a big fish in a small pond. And that's what uh, mm -hmm. she's doing now. She's a big fish in a small pond, which is excellent. And I really I really want her to stay there because she's my Ohio connect. But I want you to tell everybody about what's going on in this picture, y'all. She's basically the Ohio connect. Talk about it, Sister Lou. Oh, yes, yes, y'all. What we had in Ohio in Columbus was the Columbus Comedy Awards. And this was voted on by the Columbus community. Um, there were several topics, best open mic, best host, best show promoter, um, best improv show. They had all of these wonderful categories. And they thought enough to think of me for part of three of them. Um, for one was my home club, the Attic Comedy Club, which I've been there since the beginning. Honey, it was rocks and, and dirt in that building when we went in there the very first time and we built it up it is so tip top dave Chappelle comes and hang out with us on a regular you hear what i'm wow. saying it is a serious wow. club at a comedy club and then i also started an open mic there um we got an award for best open mic um i do an open mic there every wednesday and there's a workshop before the open mic to make sure that we're really putting in the work i don't let people come up and do the same five minutes every week you know this is about growth and progression in the craft you heard um, and <laughs> then the third one, uh, when I was voted one of the top 10 comedians in all of Columbus, and I'm very, very happy about that because, oh, the competition is serious. All right. Um, but we got a chance to celebrate one another, celebrate comedy. It was just really cool being there with a bunch of comedians because you know how it is when a lot of comedians get together, Lewis. Whoa, baby. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> it's a toss up on what you're going to get, you know, but this right. was all love. The vibe was wonderful. And that was good. It, we, had just, we just had a couple little sparks, but shit. That was outside and afterwards, so it didn't count, right? So you know that. Oh, okay, so in other words, they let loose after the after the awards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut okay. up a little bit, just a little bit. What I want you to do for me is because when you called me and you told me you won three awards and I saw the picture, I was just excited because, like, you know, I'm a winner and I love being around winners. I'm surrounded by winners. I want you to explain each award. So let's talk about. You say let let's talk about a little bit. You say best open mic, right? Uh-huh. Best open mic. Okay. So talk expound on your open mic a little bit. Okay. Um, the open mic is on every Wednesday. And um, for comedians, I run a tight ship on the stage. You know, I don't linger and do a lot of extras. You know, I have a sign up on Monday at noon and then there's three bucket spots. If you don't make the list of the 15 people, then you come in, you put your name in a bucket and we'll pull your name. Now, um, there's usually people, if they can't make it, they'll let me know. We can do a couple changes and stuff like that. But it's five minutes on the stage. Um, I light you at four. And if you've really been progressing in your craft, then I may have you do a showcase at the end, seven to ten minutes. But like I said, you have to build on your five in order to get there. And we also established a real pipeline for comedians where if you do good at the open mic, we have a top dog comedy contest once a month. You win some money and you get to win a slot to perform at a regular spot in the club, you know, like as a wow. feature, as a host. So, you know, but there's a pipeline and we set it up that way so that people don't just bombard the club owner. Right. Put me on, put me on. And we like, yeah, we don't even yeah. know you. You know, it's, it's very important. You, we need to see you. Are you timely? Are you rude to the staff? Do, are you even, do you just get drunk and you hang out? Do you even perform? Wow. You know, like we really built into that. And I think that's why we got the award because we've changed the game. We've only been in Columbus for a year. You know what I mean? I am so, oh my God. I, I can't lie. Very serious 20, about this thing. 
27 years of doing stand-up, y'all, I swear, even listening to this, it gets my nipples hard because it's like Come on. the way you expressed it, it's like you run a tight ship, you know, you gotta you go through the pipeline. And then what I like is is it's honest. Like they don't you don't have to stay in the club forever. You come through if you funny, boom, and you you're top tier. They gonna bust your moves. You can get an opportunity to showcase that man. That is awesome. So I just want to say that I'm super proud of you. Um, I cannot wait till the summertime because uh, I'm gonna just let bring you bring your ass. I'm not coming during the winter, okay? Because <laughs> y'all see, I'm yeah. It's thirty some degrees right now. It's cold yeah, as hell yeah, right uh, now. Uh, uh, watch this. Hold on, Alexa. What's the weather like? <laughs> oh, look at you. You flexing. Ain't nobody got time. Where my water at? Oh yeah, it's about 60 degrees <laughs> with sun in California. So we enjoy mm. ourselves. But yeah, straight up, nice, though, nice. I can't wait till the summertime to come and visit y'all and come check out the club. And and I already know it's quality, first of all, because you there. But secondly, you say that Dave Chappelle comes and hangs out with y'all? Yes. That's that's deep. That's Shuts deep it shit. down. He shuts that's the whole thing down. Um, I I've got to see I, him several times for free, and I just be a fly on the yeah. wall taking notes, like, mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's you, you know? That's you like, when I met Eddie Murphy, um, Chappelle's come to the club, uh, the comedy store. I've seen Cat, uh, not Cat Williams. We're going to get into Cat later. But I've seen Dave Chappelle. Lord, I've Lord. Seen, uh, yes. I've seen Chappelle. I've seen Kevin Hart. And when those guys walk into the club, literally, you can feel an energy shift. Like when you see Dave and Dave, mm. hey, how you doing? He's very nice. How you doing? And you just go, whoa, that's your whoa. Like it's, it's, it's a whole vibe. Okay. Talk about the next award. Um, that Well, that was for the best venue and the open mic. I kind of put them together on why okay. it's so important. But the um, last one is one, be, being voted one of the uh, best top comedians in Columbus. Your top okay. And in we. Columbus. In Columbus, honey, it, it, and there's some tough content. Like, um, who's some of the other people? Uh, Danger, um, Roll the Realist, Jay Brock, Nikki Winkleman. I mean, it's just a host of them. And then our honorary um, was Mark Gregory. You know who Mark Gregory is? That's Dick Gregory's nephew. You know, know he's, he's a, you know what I'm saying? Good guy too. I met him a few times. Really good guy. Really good. Yeah, guy. and just so happens i will be performing with him uh next saturday at the that's, attic uh that's, that's for black hell. history month <laughs> that is dope as hell i want to say this um uh, what i really uh like about and appreciate uh about you is the fact that as a comedian you you showing love to other comedians like you didn't just get on here oh me me i me i you shouted out names and that's something that a lot of mm -hmm. comics don't do this. This business is very ego filled, you know, and the mm. fact that you uh, took the time, you got the awards, but you took the time to shout out your folks, man. That that shows a lot about who you are and your credibility. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell y'all, man, I met this young lady at the Comics Rock Convention. Shout out to Hope Flood and what she does together. That's that's a really dope thing. And yeah, I mean, it's funny because I meet people. I, there are people in my life that. um you know, I, I'm showing my scar because this scar is a, a a story. You know, I just had my second open heart surgery procedure on November 20th. And I meet people. And sometimes it's funny when I meet people. It's like I feel like they've been in my life forever. And you are one of those people. It's like we just met under a year ago. But I can't think of my life without Sister Lou because you've had that. OK. On me. You know, you, you uh, came out here for the awards and then. 
unfortunately, you know, we lost your, you know, we lost your grandmother and you came out mm -hmm. for the funeral and I was actually able to attend that with you. And I want to say shout out to your lovely family, man. I mean, mm. I, hate, I hate to say this and this is crazy to say. How do you have fun at a damn funeral? I had y'all, okay. I had a good time. I hate Ooh. to say it. Now, I was like, I felt like I knew it because also me being a, a Mason, she was a, a member of the Order of Eastern Stars. So she was my sister. I never physically got to meet her, but they showed videos. And then I actually was, y'all, I was at the funeral. I ain't know the woman. Y'all should have seen me. I was on the boat like this. Uh, mm -hmm. I was crying like she was my grandma, like Nana. And, and it's funny because when you lose people, you know, of course, you think about the people that you lost. So, of course, my mama came into my mind, my aunts mm -hmm. came into my mind, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, uh, loved ones, friends. Shout out to the comedians we lost, David Arnold, Boogie B, Teddy Ray, um, Nick. I can't think of Nick's last name to save my life right now, but it's a lot of comedians that we, we lost this past year. And when we were out there on that boat, you know, I just kind of felt all the spirits, you know what I'm saying? And I just mm -hmm. thank God for that opportunity. And honestly, I'm grateful for you and your friendship because Sister Lou, they don't do it like you, Sister Lou. How about, how about that? <laughs> all right. So look. Thank you. You sent me, me some footage, right? Yes. Oh, you sent me some footage. So we gonna, we gonna uh, go on and display this footage. But before, as I'm getting this footage queued up, I want to talk to y'all about um, about Rip Michaels. Rip Michaels is another comedian who had uh, he he had a heart attack. God bless him. But fortunately, mm. he's still here. He's still with okay. us. Okay. He's, okay. He's, uh, Good. Say he's in the land of the living. Thank God. But um, mm -hmm. the fact that he had that issue, it really. Um, you know, it makes things, you know, no real. You know what I'm saying? Like with every year, you know, they always do shout outs like this person passed or that person passed. But we still here. But check this out, y'all. Um, Sister Lou sent me some footage about the Dallas New Year's Eve celebration. Now, it's 12 minutes. They did drones and fireworks. We're not going to show the whole 12 minutes, but we're going to show a little bit of it because mm -hmm. discuss this because you talked about doing different things. And hey. People celebrate things differently, and I love what I saw. And, you know, maybe we should incorporate that in other places. You know what I'm saying? So let me get this kicked off. Mm -hmm. We're going to share that screen. We're going to do this here like that. That was some really cool shit. I had never seen anything like it. Yeah. And you don't have the big boom from the fireworks, you know, right. wasting tons of time. Messing with the, the dogs and making the babies cry. Oh, man. The dogs are going <laughs> You know, off. the drones just go up. It's quiet. It's clean. Zipping around in the air. Oh, here we go. Yeah, look at that. Honey, I'd have been on the floor. I'd have been not, been there clapping so much. So those are drones right there we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Look at that, y'all. That is so cool. Wow. And, the and then as they see the ball yeah. Mm -hmm. See the ball dropping? Honky, look at that. That is amazing. That's amazing right there, baby. <laughs> if that, ain't, if that ain't some Rick James celebration, bitch. Yeah, okay. It's a celebration. <laughs> I can remember as a kid growing up, I always wanted to watch on the news to see how they did in other countries. You know, the you know how the news be on. And um I, I always looked for Sydney. Curious. I bet you was a curious little kid. Like I wanna know this. Oh, huh? I, wanna know this. I already know. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I used to get booked for it all the time. Now I get paid for it. <laughs> but I did. I used to always be like, oh, well, Sydney is, is ahead of our time zone. So I would watch for Sydney and Hong Kong and how they doing it. Now I watched the Dubai and they had the drones. And I'm like, one second. What's, what's going on with this? Stuff? Right. Got to see it. Got to do it. All right. So uh, we're going to get into our next story. Um. We gonna, you know what? We ain't gonna waste no time. We gonna talk about uh, how do I say this? I w- I want to say it nicely. I don't want to be mean. We gonna okay. talk about uh uh, because I, I am gonna be mean, but I'm not gonna be mean right now. But I am gonna be mean uh eventually. We gonna okay. talk about cats' ass. Oh yeah, we, you you see, I talk. Oh, that was something. Yeah, see, me and you had a private conversation about cat and um. I shared my personal experience with you about this brother. And again, you know, I want to tell y'all this. Uh, that's his picture in the middle. Of course, that's Cat Williams. Some of you remember Miss Dupre from the uh, Time Jordan Morning Show. That's where I'm pointing now. That's the rapper Chopper. This is mm-hmm. a young man uh, who was one of the stars of the movies named Deuce. Unfortunately, this young man right here passed away. He was killed. It was a horrible oh. thing. Next to uh, Cat Williams is none other than the legendary Ronaldo Ray, shout out to him. Come on, God rest his soul. Um, Amazing him, talent. Yes, next to him is what you talking about, Willis. Uh, that is Todd Bridges. Everybody, I got a funny story about being on set. Something that happened between me and Todd. It was hilarious. My friend Junie Hong is right here. She's um uh, an amazing actress as well, doing her thing out here in L.A. And last but not least, all the way over here to the left, y'all see your boy. Y'all see your boy. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's hey, that's black hair and 20 pounds ago. Amen. Come so, on. Yeah. <laughs> I be telling people yeah. some people, you know, because I've been in the game, I've been around forever. So I'd be like, ooh, that was black hair and 20 pounds ago. I remember those mm. days. <laughs> I want to share this experience about Cat Williams, and I'm gonna have my my brother from another mother on, and we're gonna do a separate podcast about our experience with Cat Williams on this movie, Treasure in the Hood, which was an excellent movie. So please check it out, man. Treasure in the Hood, a Greg Carter film. Shout out to Greg, man. Greg put me in two films. Another film I starred in, I mean, I had a major role called My Big Fat Hip Hop Family, and it's currently on Tubi. You can go to Tubi yes, right is. now and watch my movie, watch me get down playing Damian Mathis on uh, uh, My Big Fat Hip Hop Family. But this movie right here was so, oh my God, it was like being in college. We had so much fun. Three weeks of filming. And like I said, I had um, a, I have a very personal story about Mr. Cat Williams and how he conducted himself on set. And I think it's, uh, um, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a great idea to share with people because I want to say this. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep until I, I we, you know, myself and Dexter are able to be together and tell our story right. about our experience with Cat. But this is all I do have to say before we move on to the next story. This is what I will say. They're saying he's a genius. He's a child prodigy. I don't know him personally. But I have had experience with him. But I will. this is what I will say. I think he's crazy as cat shit. Okay? I think the brother is flat out crazy. Let me explain why. My mother taught me this. I, I, I really had a, a wonderful mother that really taught me a lot. When a person is crazy, people think, people try to associate crazy with dumb. 
Let me let me be let okay. Me graphic with this. People I can see that. Crazy. They try to associate crazy with dumb. Let me explain something to you. In order to be crazy, you literally have to be a genius. Because, mm -hmm. like my mother says, she was a psychologist and a, a, a social worker. So my mother knew people and she studied. She had a master's degree. So this isn't just coming from a place of I'm observing and this is what I think. This is coming from a woman who was very educated, who finished school at 16, finished high school at 16 and had her bachelor's degree by the time she was 20 years old. So she was very, mm -hmm. very smart and bright and knew things. So what she told me was the people that are running around that people are calling crazy. Those are the smartest people in the world, because in order to go in order to lose your mind, think about what I'm going to say. In order to lose your mind, you have to have a strong mind. You have to have a, mm -hmm. a mind that processes. That's why that that ADHD, that um, obsessive compulsive. Those are people that think too much. They process, you know, that the beautiful mind person, the people that see things that aren't there because their third eye, their pineal gland is open. So. I've had my own personal issues with mental illness. That's why I'm not sitting here trying to call nobody crazy because mm -hmm. I know myself, like I was in gifted programs at eight years old. So I'm a very smart person myself. And I have had, when I lost my mother, when I've gone through some ter terrible situations in my life, I literally have shut my brain down. Not even purposely, mm -hmm. but when you're, when you have that genius gene, it's a, a defense mechanism. You know how to protect yourself. So what I will say about Kat is um, some points is in his interview were on point. But my thing is, it's better to to have friends than make enemies. And I really don't think what he's doing is smart. And um, the, bro the brother got issues. I'm going to just call it what it is, because there are a lot of people that had love for him, helped him. I'm talking to Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy put him in Norbit. Martin Lawrence helped him and loved him. And these are people that embraced him. And he's basically shitting on the people that embraced and loved him. And I do have a problem with that. I think that's jacked up. I mean, let me say this. I'm going to say this. We all have secrets. If you're my friend, right, you're my friend and I know things about you. That that may be true. They may well be true. I know things about you, but you're my friend. I would never mm -hmm. divulge your information to make myself look good. I would never right. dish you in order to make myself look good. And and Kat definitely has a Napoleon complex. And like I said, Dexter Tucker and I are gonna do a separate podcast on him. And let me let me uh show this video. And this is something I said that made sense. I want to show you all this video that Kat made about, um, I want to show you all a picture first. I think I had his picture right here. He said some, he said some fly shit now. I ain't gonna lie. It, uh, he said that you get these big face, light-skinned women when you make it in Hollywood. When I saw this picture, oh. I thought I was gonna die laughing. I was like, oh, not that, a brown skin nowhere. That's the genius. Oh. I ain't gonna lie. Like Damn. I said, Wait, I'm going to share personal issues, but check this out. Really look at each and every one of these men. I'm talking Faison, big face, light skin. Ricky Smiley, big face, light skin. Kevin Hart. And Kevin was married to Tori, and I love Tori. Shout out to Tori. Tori is a, oh my God. I did a show with Tori. Tori is a sweetheart. Michael Blackson, this light skin chick. Martin, light skin. Steve left his, and again, a lot of times these guys leave the first wives, and when they make it big, 
these are the wives they end up with. So I had like some of the stuff he was saying in that interview was on point like a mug. It was on point like mm. a mug. I can't take that from him. And then here's another video clip I want to show about something he talked about in Hollywood. I've been out here. I've been pursuing my career. Um, shout out to me. I'm getting ready to get my SAG card and jump back in the game. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to wear a dress. I'm not looking to wear a dress. But I'm going to say this. I'm an actor. As an actor, you have to be able to be dual. I'm going to play a role that's not me. So I'm not sitting here saying, like, I'm going to go in like, yeah, let me put this dress on. But at the same time, if I'm getting paid to be an actor, I'm going to act. So let me show y'all this, though. It does, it does make sense. So I got to get a boy credit for this. Watch this. Show. Creep on in, on in, on in. Now, I want your Whoa. opinion on something, Sister Lou. I want uh -oh. your opinion on something because I just I just watched that. Well, I watched it before. That's why I downloaded it. I wanted to show it on the show. But I have to be honest. It, now that I watched it thoroughly without watching it uh, behind the scenes by myself, mm -hmm. how many times have you seen Matt Damon in a dress? How many times have you seen George Clooney in a dress? How many times have you seen Brad Pitt in a dress? Uh, as a black man, this kind of bothers me a little bit because I do see where they're feminizing us. They, they're taking away from our masculinity because, <clears throat> again, I speak from an actor. You have to be able to be dual, but at the same time, let's talk reality. Like, dude, like, that's basically I just showed every major black actor in Hollywood. Wesley Snipes, Bing Reigns, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? All of these men, <laughs> Chris Rock, every comedian. So what's your what's your take on that? Um, it's a catch twenty two, definitely. Absolutely. Um, I I don't I don't think that if you were working at I I understand the arts. You know, if you're working as an actor, you are not being yourself. You're going to portray whatever this character is. Um, if that character happens to have a dress, the character has a dress. The thing of it is, is that black men don't have the luxury of taking those precious few spots to put it into the world that you got on the dress. It's not like we got so many other black men portraying other things that, oh, well, he just has on a dress and it's a plethora. It's not even that. Like we got, we might get one or two movies, two, two or three good, good movies a year. And if two out of the three have black men with dresses and all the fam black families are going to the movie theater, well, damn, you know? And if you don't do it, somebody's going to do it. Um, Paul, I'm like Steve Harvey. Stop right there. What you just said made so much sense. I want the audience listening mm -hmm. to think about what she just said. If you don't do it, 
somebody else will. Mm -hmm. And and something else you said, sister, that was so educated and and so intelligent. It came from a very researched place. How many black movies do we get a year? When you go mm -hmm. to the movie, there's Barbie, there's Batman, there's this, there's that. How many black movies do we get a year? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm living in LA. I'm a black actor. Trust me, I'm Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Those are far. I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still sore that they got rid of Black Panther because Chadwick Boseman passed away. Black Panther didn't die. And I, I mean, no disrespect to Chad. How many Batmans have we had? We've had. Uh, oh, so they're not uh, going to do any more Black Panthers? It's, it's the sister and the mama, and, and they got a new baby. He had a son with somebody. Lapita's uh, character, I can't remember, but he had a secret son with Lapita's character, so I guess maybe that child will grow up and if they pick it up again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just saying, they had a whole thing of, like, we're burying the Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. when we went to the theater to go see Black Panther Part 2, and there was a whole memorial for Chadwick Boseman, as it should, because he was amazing. Absolutely. But, but he wasn't the Black Panther, you know what I'm saying? He portrayed the Black Panther, and I think that would have been a very important character to continue for Black kids going forward. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Because now they're back to Iron Man or whoever the fuck, or Spider Man yeah. or something, you know, something. Wow. But yeah, well, it's it's you know, but that, did, we all have our opinions on it, right? Yeah. But they did give, um, they did make uh, in the cartoon at least they made. Um, Spider-Man Black, which which I love that because Spider-Man right. is literally my favorite character of all time. When I say I love me Spider-Man, Spider don't play with me. <laughs> and, oh, did, see, you took it back. See, you telling your age. I remember him. Does whatever a spider can. I was on it. I remember. Y'all, she telling her age now. <laughs> I didn't tell her Just age. I didn't tell her age, but I'm going to tell you something I know about this. In, in pure, yeah, in pure, in pure, that was real. Fashion, She's still 35. Uh, you know how the women, they be like, when my How about that? Like, <laughs> forever. <laughs> Instead of forever 21, is forever 35. Yeah, no, you better like, know that's it. it. That was it. I ain't doing it no problem. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to find this content <sighs> that you sent me about this okay. uh, track star. Um, who yeah. challenged in a race? Yeah, I'm finding that. Yeah, we having fun today, y'all. We talking about it. Oh. yeah, he challenged the girl. Where is it at? Okay, that ain't it. I gotta keep going. Hold on. Go ahead and uh. Okay. Yeah, talk about it first before we put it up. Okay, baby. Listen, she is an award-winning track star. Oh Lord, her name has eluded me. Sh Shakira. Okay. I will find her name and I'll make sure that I put it in there right, later. But right, she's an right. award-winning Olympic track star. Like, this is what she does. She's been okay, doing it since it. high school. She wins all the awards. And this, okay, and this influencer, this this guy whose relatives came from the Caucasus Mountains, he is an influencer and he decided that he wants oh, he to challenge this black woman. Got, oh, so he had time that day, huh? Okay. Come on, y'all watch the clip. Okay, hold on. He had he had time that day. Okay, he so thought he did. Ahead. Yeah, he had time that day. Mm. Well, yeah, we gonna damn shit. We finna run you, bro. We finna run you. Okay. So here it is. 
Dirt clean. Y'all work with us now. We podcast. Alana Savakin triumphed in a viral video after Alana. a to a 400 meter foot race, underestimating her abilities. Savakin, mm. showcasing her prowess and leaving her challenger behind in the latter half of the race. The video, shared on TikTok, gained over a million likes. Despite the initial skepticism from her boyfriend's friend, Savakin, a seasoned runner with a focus on the 800-meter race, finished the 400 meters in an impressive 57 seconds. Reflecting on the she emphasizes the need to stop underestimating female athletes, stating it's a prevalent experience for many women in sports. The video sparked discussions and controversies, with some turning it into a gender debate on athletic prowess. Savakin, however, turned off comments on TikTok to avoid further controversy. She attributes such challenges to the perception that female athletes make their disciplines look easy, without recognizing the dedication and effort required. Savakin, However, turned off comments on TikTok to avoid further Okay, let's discuss this. Uh, uh, shout out to the girls. Shout out to women. Because I'm going to tell you like huh, this. Don't underestimate us now. One thing I could say, having a strong mama, you know what I'm saying? Having it, Being raised by a strong woman, I know for a fact that you can't, you can't slip on, on what a woman can do. You can't who are you to try to say, oh, oh, and, and y'all see how it went. Old boy got smoked out there coming. Mm -hmm. Got his ass. Look, got, basically got embarrassed. Got embarrassed. Like, okay. like I ain't going to let no girl beat me. <laughs> you got beat by a girl. I'm gonna I, I could do that. They see people doing stuff online and they think they could do it. No, baby. No, boo-boo. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell y'all. It's, quick the, it's the iceberg under the glacier. Right. I'm gonna tell y'all a Or just a glacier under the iceberg. Lord, we, we don't know. We're making it up as we go along. I'm gonna tell y'all a true story, something that happened to me personally. This ain't no joke. I was dating this chick years ago. I'm talking about like oh six, oh seven. And I consider myself considered because at this point I ain't doing none of that no more. But I consider myself a pretty good athlete, basketball player. I used to ball, you know what I'm saying. I used to play some real serious mm -hmm. basketball. So me and little mama was at Dave and Buster's at one of them places and stuff. Shout out to Tanjanika. She passed away, too. She died in a motorcycle accident. And she was in the Navy, man. Oh. That was my friend. Yeah, we, we dated for a minute. Mm -hmm. And shout out to her and her family. But anyway, long story short, Tan left me with a hell of a memory. We was at uh, <laughs> Dave and Buster's, and we challenged each other with the little basketball thing, the little hoop, right? So again, mm -hmm. I'm over there like, dude, I ain't finna get beat by no girl. You better sit your ass down. Let's go. I, okay, so we start shooting, right? We start shooting. The basketball's coming. We shooting. Um, I can't even lie. Uh, this hooker didn't miss. I mean, this. I'm sitting over there like. I'm bouncing, banging, but my ball's going. My ball bounced off the rim and back out. Because <laughs> you're so busy looking at her I, swoosh I mean, all she, that. And then she was talking shit. She was like, told you. Oh, and I yeah. Mean, she wouldn't. And I'm sitting there like, one of my balls literally hit the rim and bounced. You know, it's like a cage where the balls stay in the cage. Literally, uh, one of my balls bounced off the thing. And I, I'm like, God damn, this don't make no sense. I hit a baby in the head. It didn't make no sense. I almost got in a fight. I almost started a ride. I swear it didn't make no sense. 
And so basically, uh, uh, I wrote a check, just like the brother that raced that damn girl. I wrote a check that my ass couldn't cash. Amen. Well, well. Amen. Amen. I wrote me a check. That, that my that, ass you know, that's the thing cash. about this generation. You know, they think you they can do what you do because they seen you do it, and they don't understand. You got to put in work. You got to put in that work. Yeah, this work. ain't no, this ain't for the gram. Yeah, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> that lady is, gram. you know, she's going to the Olympics. You hear me? <laughs> yo, yo, I can't Dude. even lie. She wasn't, she wasn't no, yeah, that girl on her way to the Olympics. But again, don't underestimate nobody. That's like, under, mm. and see, that's like when you underestimate somebody, even in a fight. You know, you look at them and you like, oh, this dude. Oh, it's a clip on Instagram. I can't show it, but it was a big dude and he got killed because he was trying to. He literally was harassing this smaller dude, like, man, I'll whoop on you. And the dude caught him with a left hook and knocked him mm. into the train. And the dude ended up getting run over by the train. You know what oh. I'm saying? And he was he was like five inches taller than the little dude. So I'm saying you can't underestimate people. See, and that's why I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't mess with you. You never know. I don't mm -hmm. mess with nobody because it, it might not work out in your favor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw 50 Cent had a clip about that. He said, listen, I don't want no problem. You got a problem with me? I'm going to say no problem. <laughs> That's your problem. It's not my problem. Mm -mm. And 50 is a, gang a gangster. You yeah, he's like, this phase of my life, I don't want no problem. So if you got a gangster saying that. But like, if you make a problem, then you got a problem. <laughs> then you got a problem. And that problem going to be me. and it's gonna, Like my mom used to say, it's going to be me and you. If you do that shit, it's going to be me and you. All right, I got mm. another clip. I got another clip you sent me. And after this clip, we're gonna talk about our careers. But this clip, y'all, is is sad, but it's freaking hilarious. I know you know what clip oh. this is. I know you know what clip this is. You sent me this and you was like, hey, can we talk about that? I know you know. That's why your ass laughing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I couldn't wait. Okay. But I saw this shit. I, I said, wait a minute. Uh-uh, like, uh-uh. You was like, we're gonna talk about this on the goddamn show. <laughs> You damn sure you, yeah, right. And that's what you said too. You was like, we're gonna talk about this on the goddamn show. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, look at him. When I said when I say this shit was hilarious, oh my god. I was like, uh-uh. The internet doesn't fail. The internet, the internet never fails. Wins all the time. The internet does I not lose. <laughs> I got Do such a good giggle off of this video. Okay. I mean, who and y'all will too? Listen. How could you not get a good giggle off of this video? I mean, like, mm. again, thank God the lady wasn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the details. I mean, she hey, got hurt a little bit, though. So, she got bumped up a little bit. Yes, sir. Now, ain't nobody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ain't nobody what? I would say, can't nobody go through that unscathed now. <laughs> Something. You're going to get a couple lumps. You, you going to catch. <laughs> hey, hey as, the, as they say in the hood, you're going to catch this fade. Hmm. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you something, though, and I'm going to be honest. Um, and I ain't trying to be funny or nothing. I would never do it, especially in my condition. But I done been through some shit. Some of these damn judges do need their ass whooped. You understand? Well. I'm not saying the sister they, didn't. Did. But what I'm saying, because I don't know the whole story. But I'm telling you, some of them judges I done dealt with that took my kids mm -hmm. from me. I wish that brother was in the courtroom. Talk I wish about some family there. court judges now. Now, that's Hello. the thing. Hello. I wish Woo. I could say get her. I wish I could say get her. And I we we need to talk about some family court. Whenever, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I, I wish I could have that brother that go and just go sicker. Sicker. 
We're gonna share this content and we're gonna discuss it. Look at him. <laughs> hold on, we gotta rewind that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta take that back. I gotta take that back. Hold on, hold on. Look at the way this nigga. Did you see how his heels was up in the air? He flew in the air. I mean, literally, Nick, that nigga took flight. You hear me? They call Michael Jordan Air Jordan. No, this is nigga here. This nigga is a real fucking. See that nigga? He flew from Vegas to LAX. Okay. He was gonna get him a piece of that ass. And I'm sure he was throwing punches when he landed too. He probably because that's the last time he gonna get a chance to. Oh, they fucked him up. You see how they was? Oh, oh, they got. Oh, they fucking him up. Oh, oh, boo! That's why I would never do no shit like that because they'll kill me. I'd be like, oh lord, I had heart Oh my god, they win. That look at that cop. But how about how about he he's still fighting him though? Oh, did he finally give up? He was still fighting him. Judge Mary Kay Holthus handed down sentencing. And lunge. No, that All you see lunge. was elbows. Everybody punching. Everybody. Let me tell you something. That wasn't Ooh. a real lunge. Remember in life when Eddie Murphy told me, uh -huh. if you just say watch again, I'm going to dive on you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've had those, I've had those instances in my life where yeah. it's just like, you know what? You you got one, one more and I'm coming across. Man, let me tell you something. You know what I'm saying? You got one more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to. Well, I'm not. I'm not condoning violence. I'm gonna just tell y'all the background that I came from. I'm a tomboy. Okay. You know, and I realized that I'm a bit aggressive for this society at times. Absolutely. But baby, she she must have hit that nerve. I don't know what she convicted him of, but he had had enough. And oh, he flew from Vegas to LAX on oh, that helicopter. You say, you say he, she must have hit that nerve. That nigga was like, you know what? That, let me tell you what that's called. Oh. That's called I'm going all out. I don't care about the consequences. Mm -hmm. they, can kill, they can kill me in here, but you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Me and my dad used to talk about this. And I know you can relate because, again, you say you're a tomboy, but that let me know basically saying you a little hood. That's what you're saying. Tomboy mean hood. I know what you're trying mm -hmm. to say. I have a little hood in me. Let me tell you something. Me and my daddy used to talk about <laughs> you ever wanted to whoop somebody ass so bad you could taste it? Like you could taste it. <laughs> I love it. So like bad. Are, I'm a ooh. I, mm. I'm a ooh. I'ma tell you. I'ma tell you. I'ma tell you. As soon as my that baby, nigga get off the bus, I'ma get him. Let me tell you something. That's I have uh, I've grown so much. Because there was a time in life. See, I used to box. You know what I'm saying? And I was I'm ex-military. I used to be able to bench 300 okay. pounds. So I'm I was at and it's funny how God works because of course with this surgery and just getting older and aging, I'm nowhere near the roughneck I used to be. I have I had I ain't gonna lie. Before my first surgery, one month before my first surgery, I had me a couple. I had two good fights. <laughs> And mm. I knew I was having heart surgery, so I was Who like, could... let me go on and I, I ain't gonna lie, I, was, I, I had two good fights. I fought my neighbor, 
And then I fought this dude that I was on set acting with. I, I ain't gonna even lie. I ain't gonna even lie. I ain't violent. And the like, neighbor no, had it coming. Oh, the neighbor had, had it coming. coming. He had it coming. He had it coming. Because I ain't gonna lie. Oh. I ain't violent. I ain't violent. And like you, I ain't condoning violence. But I tell you what, like Tupac, mm. I love my brother Tupac. Tupac got some words. He say, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Okay. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Let and me that's the thing. Did on set. Some... I, had, I had my script uh -oh. right? on set. I got the uh -huh. script. And you know, his character was kind of wild and shit. But, you know, we had the script and we was going over the stuff. He got so in the character, I got the script in my hand. This dude literally just slapped my script out my hand on the ground. Before I knew it, Lou, I was on that ass. Okay. Oh, my mama, I was, I, I didn't even, I was, and I'm going to tell you, I got friends. It's a famous comedian. I won't, I won't tell her name. You know what I'm saying? But one of my good friends, she's a, a very popular comedian. We joked about, uh, I joked about like, uh, fighting or something one time and she said no nah, nigga i seen you in action and this was right before my surgery so i'm saying uh -huh. I, I used to would, would tell i'd taste a piece of that ass so mm -hmm. like you said that she must have struck some kind of nerve with that dude mm. but i'm gonna say this man i don't condone violence but there comes a time where you gotta number one either protect yourself and i'm gonna say this even with my heart condition let somebody fuck with my children Mm-hmm. And they're gonna let, find out. They're gonna fuck around and find out. You mess with my babies. I'm telling you, I I be I be just like old boy. I, Cause I'm gonna tell you, I'm in not the air. Say watch again. Say watch say, say just let watch come out your mouth. I promise I'm gonna dive on you. That's all mm -hmm. it's about my kids. Cause it's funny because you know your instincts talk. Okay, well, let's talk about fatherhood for a minute or parenthood. I know that um, I'm going to say, fortunately for you, you don't realize how fortunate you are not to have children. I got a buddy. It's a buddy of mine that don't have no kids. And he said some shit that really touched me because as a father, I totally realized what he was saying. He said, <coughs> I don't want to love nobody that much. I was like, wow. I totally oh. got what he was saying. He said, I don't want to love nobody okay. that much. As a father, I'm going to be honest. That's my kryptonite. And and, mm. and and I hate to say this, but the women who have had children from me have been able to guilt me, have been able mm. to uh, get away with things that no one else could. You know what I'm saying? Manipulation. Like manipula mm -hmm. And they know, mm -hmm. they know they got my kids. So I can't call you every funky bitch I want to call you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I got to can't just call do it. You. I just got to call you stank. Oh, you stank. I can't call you a funky bitch. I can't say what I want to say because, and I can't do what I want to do because, or, or like straight up the ability to just be able to say, cause it ain't nothing. I'm going to be, I ain't trying to be funny or nothing. I will date a woman for 15 seconds and be like, Oh, I, I can't do this no more. And, but when you, mm -hmm. I tell, when you have a kid with a person, I mean, like right now, literally, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm in hell. I am in hell. Because mm. I can't, I my kids mean everything to me, but they mama, and, and I don't wish no bad on her. That's on my mother's grave. And I don't wish no bad on none of my exes, nobody I ever dated, because that's not my character. That's not who I right. am. But the things I have to suffer through having to, as her being like a blockage to my kids, I'm going to be honest, I could really do without her. And if we didn't have them kids, it would be a regular breakup. Okay, boo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do me. I, I'm, I'm going to say, I ain't even going to lie. I broke up with a girl recently. 
and the clarity that I have. Do you mm. the the how about that the, the peace that I have without having mm -hmm. to with her is next level. I'm on like oh, and I and and the things across my mind about some of the fucked up shit she said, some of the fucked up shit she did, and it across my mind, and I be sitting there like. And I and I sit here, Lou, and you know I live by myself. I'm alone and I'm single. And you know what I say to myself? I ain't got to deal with that shit no more. Sitting back like this. Uh, that's <laughs> why your lucky ass, you, my friend James, y'all ain't got no kids. You know, you can date and and again, you can get tired of me. You know what? I'm tired of you. And exit stage left, and you ain't got to worry about dealing with that. You can block, block, delete, block out. <laughs> yeah, they are a distant memory. You know what I'm saying? And so. Like I said, uh, to love somebody that much, and again, like I say, I've seen my kids. Um, how you say? I've I've seen my kid. I'm such a. Uh, I know the connection of being a parent. When I saw my daughter slip and fall on her knee when she was a little little baby, you know, little you know, and other people was like, leave her alone. I could not. My instincts was to run mm -hmm. and pick her up. That's my baby. Yes. When my children and see my daughter, I gotta watch my eleven year old because her ass slick. Oh, the little straight A student. Remember that hooker we was talking about yesterday? Uh -oh. I was talking about little this little hooker. She, she, uh, she this little four uh, point oh. How you? How you in four point oh? Four point oh. How you in sixth grade talking about you? Uh, daddy, I got a four point oh. I'm doing algebra. I'm looking at her like, and you know I can't stand her, but I'm so proud of that little nigga. Um, she got me just reaching in my wallet. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> They'll take the credit card. I mean, right. she she gonna be she gonna be super special. But uh, yeah, like I said, mm -hmm. she, when, what she does is, and she and what I like about it, she ain't no punk bitch. My daughter ain't no punk. Bitch. Okay. But what she does now. is, when I, when I talk to her about something that's really bothering her, she'll pull them tears. And see, as a male parent, I have a um, a instinct of okay. how like I have I have daughters. So this goes out to the men out there too with daughters. We can't treat our daughters the way we treat our sons, if that's making sense. And right. again, we shouldn't we shouldn't yeah. be dogmatic to our sons either, because your son needs love, your son needs care, your son needs tenderness. But more likely than not, he's gonna get that from his mama, and it's your job to be stern. And even with my daughters, it's my job to be stern and be that male parent. You know what I'm saying? To get yeah. that dad energy. But at the same time. I was talking to my daughter yeah. about something that was really bothering her and she began to cry. And I, I was I was sitting there hurt as hell to see my daughter in tears. And the only love I've had for something like that, just to give you a story, when my great grandfather passed away, that nigga lived to be 107 years old. I He told me before he died, I said, granddaddy, you want me to cry at your funeral? He said, oh, no, don't cry, nigga. I'm, shit, I'm ready. So I was at the funeral because everybody knew me and him was close. And I was 17 years old. Everybody thought I was going to be crying at the funeral. I was at the funeral hanging out. I was looking at the body. Like, mm -hmm. right, granddaddy, he had a cool black casket. The man lived a hundred plus freaking years, and he died peacefully. What I'm crying Come on. for? And he was my dude. Yes. He taught me stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell you what made me cry. I'm sitting next to my mama. When people you love hurt, you gonna hurt. So yes. My, my mama was sitting next to me. I'm at the funeral, chilling. You know, chewing gum, smoking cigarettes, and. You know, hollering at women, hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah, that's that's granddaddy right there. And I look over there, and my mama over there, and I was like, mama, stop, dude. You gonna make uh -huh. me cry, because my mama was crying. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason I cried at that funeral, because to see my mama hurt. I saw my mama mm -hmm. hurt. 
So that hurt me. So as a parent, yeah, when you and I'm gonna tell you something about having a baby. When they when they first come out, oh, I got you know what? I got the perfect picture to show y'all. When you have a baby and they first come out, yeah, let me show this picture right here. Look at this, look at this. Yeah. Oh you know, look so at him. Mm -hmm. she, was, she was six days old in that picture on the on the left. That was, mm. she was literally six days old. So cute little you, pudding. When you when you see them come out their mama and you literally looking at it and you know that's that's your seed, you know. That I I'm gonna tell you the kind of father I am when I talk to my daughters. I say, you know what? I say, I'm gonna explain to y'all how much I love y'all. I say mm -hmm. You look at my body, you look at my flesh, I say my bones, my blood, who I am. I say, y'all come from me. Y'all are part of mm -hmm. me. Y'all are literally a part of me. So I feel you. There's a there's a connection mm -hmm. you have. You know what I'm saying? I say, even if I'm not around, yes. you, I still feel you because you're my child. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's the mm -hmm. same thing like with, with the way I was with my mama. You know what I mean? So when I say to the fellas out there that have daughters, uh, be mindful of things. Because I'm going to tell you uh, one more story, and then I'm going to let you uh, run some stuff, Lou, because we got to talk about these shows before we get out of here, because we both got some shows going on. But uh, okay. one more thing that happened, y'all. During my surgery, I had to miss two visitations, okay? Now, my nine-year-old, she's a baby. She, that's my baby, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all, I picked my baby up Christmas weekend. Y'all, she had a training bra on. Lord have mercy. He ain't ready. Look at him. He ain't ready either. Lord, Lord. <laughs> Pray for him, y'all. His baby got a training bra. <laughs> My baby got his, a training his, bra. His new titties on deck, baby. They coming. New titties on And And I ain't going to lie. My they they coming. My Does the mama got big titties? No, the mom, let me tell you something. My lem, yo breast is bigger than her mama's oh lord you best get ready sir you best get ready i'm gonna pray for you looking like you just a woman oh see what i'm saying i ain't lying and i've been shaped this way since i was 12 and my baby 11. i could wear my mama's clothes at 12. i get my girls on the weekend sometime I just flip out and I look at them and I be like, Lord, oh my God, look at, look at these. These used to be my babies, y'all. Mm -hmm. my, my little, and look, her face ain't even changed from when she was an infant. She mm -hmm. got, got that button face. nose. Mm -hmm. yeah, got that same face. But yeah, like that, that, that Ducey be walking around and when she be walking, she be strutting too. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. I be all up at the school. I be all up at the school. What's up? What's up? And I'll tell you how, how smart she is. That child started having her monthly cycle when she was nine years old. So I mm -hmm. started talking to her, of course, as a father. Again, this is fatherly man advice to men that have daughters. Of course, I talked to her about boys. I said, do you like boys? She said no so fast that I realized, I said, it's either two things. Either she really don't like boys or she's trying to throw me off the scent. She ain't thinking about it. Uh-oh. Let me give you the rundown. Let me tell you how I know she think about it. I know uh -oh. my child. See, my mama used to tell me, she'd be like, I know you. And I used to, me and my brother used to think <laughs> about like, she really does know us. Like, we used to think she was a witch, because how could she figure all this stuff out? She would be able to see what oh. and predict it and know yeah. it. I mean, literally, it's like, damn, how do you know me like that? 
So she said no. Mm -hmm. so I said to myself two things. I say that she's trying to throw me off the scent or she really don't like boys. Okay. So there was a situation, you know, I mentor young men. So one of these young men I was mentoring, he's a tall guy. He's handsome, nice looking young man. So um, there was a situation where uh, her mother was trying to force her to do something. And his dad was trying to force him to play basketball. So, of course, I stood there. I said, man, but, you know, kind of talk to her about, you know, the fact that it's okay for her to be herself and not do what her parents wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to her about it, here go her face. Mm. I'm daddy. So I'm like, yeah, baby, and this and that, you know, and you should be able to do what you should. So when this young man went to talk to her, his name is Devin, shout out to Devin. When he went to talk to her, let me show you. I looked, I was like, oh, shit. Like she started, he started talking to her. She was like, "Uh huh, oh, and, and all this shit here." And I, oh, So, yeah, and that's you know I your knew. child. I that's what my it. daddy used to say to me. He uh, like, I, I know my you. daughter, and I used to I be like, eh. uh, "Yeah, I <laughs> okay. see you trying to throw me off the scent, girl. Your ass like boys, and I'm excited to know that. I mean, like, mm -hmm. and I'm not taking nothing from the LGBTQ community, actually. And I, I'm saying this for real. I do have some authentic people that I have yes. sincere love and friendship for, such as my boy Mike. I got a shout out, Mike. Michael Powell. Mike had a stroke. Mike has had some health issues, but Mike has been a supporter of mine for years." And I love that brother. You know, he's a real mm -hmm. dude. So it's nothing against the LGBTQ community. However, in reality, that's the hardest thing to face as a parent. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're heterosexual. You know what I'm saying? To know, find out that one of your kids will basically not be producing you any grandkids. You know, mm -hmm. that's basically what that says. And they're not going to have a conventional life and a conventional marriage, but I mean, that's neither here nor there, but at the same time, the initial shock of that does bother you. But I want to say that, fortunately, when I saw my baby smiling, I was I was happy and mad at the same time. Happy that I know, okay, shit, okay, I, I ain't got to worry about you, but then kind of mad, like, uh, I got to watch you. You get it? I ain't got to worry about she, you. She grinning in his face, too? Uh-oh. When he started Remember that we, they used to call it grinning and skinning. You back there grinning and skinning Whoa, at that nigga. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, you little diva. <laughs> All right, everybody. Okay, everybody. Before we get out of here, I gotta shout out my agent, Mr. Adam Lebleem. I have a show Sunday, January 7th, 9 o'clock p.m. with my agency. Iris Entertainment presents Stronger Choices. We getting down at the improv, y'all. This is my first show of 2024. My first show of 2024 is going down. Hey, my first hey. show of 2024. What? Catch me live, hey. y'all. And look at God. I'm at the improv for my first show of 2024. All right, Lou. Come on. Take them home. Tell them what you got going, baby. Um, Saturday, January 13th, I'll be at the Attic Comedy Club, Columbus, Ohio, with Mark Gregory. And then the following weekend, January 20th, I'm doing Unapologetically Funny in Cleveland with uh, Lex Vegas. Oh, I need to get y'all linked up. He's a very, uh, very good show producer in Cleveland. And then also, I'm doing uh, Knights of Columbus at the end of the month uh, in Fostoria, Ohio. Knights of Columbus, that's your people, Lana. I already that's the, know the you, thing. you saw me Woo. perk up when you said it. I'm going to say this, man. And they want me to do some clean comedy. I want y'all to know I do clean comedy.
comedy as well. I also do gospel comedy, and there's a difference between clean and, and gospel, but this is just clean. Honey, listen, you got to be versatile with this thing. Man, look, we out here winning, skinning, and grinning. This was fun today. I hope fun had a today. Good Man, we had a great show. You got to start sending me flyers so that way we can share your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I audience sure will. Know what you got going on, all right? So look here, y'all. I, I hope Thank you guys you. enjoyed the show today. It was a pleasure to be part of this show and do it. Shout out to my lovely, amazing, spunky, funny, talented co-host, <laughs> Sister Lou. It's going down. Hey, look, y'all. We're going to hey. catch y'all on the next one. Be good. If we you can't out. be good, be careful. I, be bad. She telling you be good. Oh. Be bad. Do something you ain't got no business. All right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> be like my daughter. Be like my daughter. Just go around skinning and grinning. In an agreement. Lord. We are. <laughs> First week done, y'all. Something about being Trey Love. <sighs> they asked me how I do it. This is the best explanation I could give you. Get your Trey game. Oh, oh, oh. Get your Trey game. Oh, oh, oh. Get your Trey game. To get your trade game on, you got to grind, redefine, look at the whole world and say it's mine. Before I start every day, I take a moment and pray. Thank the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for blessing me. Trey, love a boy, King, got Gilroy, make your girl think about me like I'm her toy. I bring joy, satisfaction with no distraction, I guarantee. Pay me a fee, I make you see me in 3D. Make you redefine the definition of who you are. Limitless Denaro will tell you how far you think you wanna go, baby. Do you really know, baby? God gave you a good game, man. That's 5G, baby. Keep everybody laughing, feet tapping. Be stole your girl for you know what happened. Virgin type game, keep them clapping. In the gym, in my book, keep my mind and body strong. My trade love just goes on and on and on and on. Get your trade game on, on, on. Get your trade game on, on, on. Get your trade game on. Something about being Trey Love.